Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 5, Episode 13, where we watch The Legend of Mick Dodge, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm Chris Lorenz. This is Brian. No singer. Robert Kitts. Max Dodge. Um, yeah. Um, well, welcome back to Seattle Month. We went a little outside Seattle this time. Uh, Rob, why don't you give us the show description on this one? I really enjoyed the show description. Mick Dodge is one with the woods, having left modern conveniences behind 25 years ago to live among the trees, caves, and animals in Washington State's Ho Rainforest. It's not an easy life by any means. He sleeps in tree stumps and has no easy access to food. But each day presents a different adventure. And as the always barefoot Dodge says, all I have to do is follow my feet. He's walking the footsteps of four generations of Dodgemen who have called the Olympic Peninsula their home. And because the intensely private former Marine allowed National Geographic access to his world, this time viewers are welcome to witness the primal life of the Forrest Gump of Middle Earth. That's the legend of Big What? <laughs> on National Geographic. Excuse me? Fucking do it. Calling Hobbit, man. All right. Before we move on, I just, if this is your first time listening, this is the first time on the podcast. We do a different reality show each week where we watch one episode. And we critique and judge and be judgy. And hopefully you enjoy. Anyway, this show was um, very questionable as a show. Like, it is presented kind of as a docu-series as you're going to follow this guy. But then it's very questionable that this is actually, like, anything at all. It seems all scripted, almost every piece of it. Okay, so we watched the trailer before this, and... To me, it kind of looked like an actual docu-series. Like, it was actually documenting, like, this person's life and, like, how they're actually doing this. And then we actually watched the show, and it seemed like a very cookie-cutter experience, in my opinion. Like, I could easily like, relate that to, like, five different, other different reality shows. So it was kind of interesting to see, like, how they presented it in the trailer versus this. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to talk to you about it, Brian, because it's like... So th- this is what happens in this episode. So, like... Uh, what the fuck's his name? Comes out of hibernation. Mick Dodge. Mick Dodge. <laughs> no one cares what his name is. Comes out of hibernation. Then, like, while he goes to his friend's giant fucking like mansion and gives him this like map, and they go to all the X's on the map looking for his grandfather's pocket watch, and like he finds random shit on these X's, which is fucking fake as fuck. Like, this is garbage. Yeah, but at the same time, like other reality shows have done the same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, well, like, well, we watch somebody call them out how it's fake as yeah. fuck too. But this is like, that's the only thing that happened. This episode was just yeah. stupid and fake. Yeah, it it seems worse how fake it is because this idea is it's presented oh. as here's a guy yeah. who's real living on the lands doing the real stuff, and it's so the fakeness feels um, just so much weirder. It just seems like. You're totally right. Like this premise can be done so well and it's just not done well. Like it's just like the worst of this format. Like we knew that like Survivor Man or whatever was fake, but like I come into the show expecting this like eccentric guy living in the woods, like and it's just like from step one they come out with just garbage. Have we talked about sort of what goes on in this specific episode? 
we have not that makes it fake i think we should quickly go into that which is uh somehow or another he stumbles across like a book from his great grandpa that had a map and he's like hey i bet there's a cache of stuff at each of these x's on the map it's literally some you know and then it's a fucking treasure hunt he goes geocaching for his great grandpa's stuff yeah magically he happens to find the exact right tree for all of these uh clearly hidden things some fucking bullshit there's no way yeah i mean so we talked i mean briefly went over what happens in this episode that brought that up but like right off the bat they like lie out their ass so like he is like coming out of his like hobbit hole and they're like he's coming out of hibernation and they're like (laughs) playing it fucking straight as fuck that he has been in this fucking hobbit hole all winter. And that's just a flat out lie. Like there's no way he was in that hobbit hole for four months. Like that's just not happening. Yeah. I think we went into the show with an expectation. This is going to be that docuseries edge and we're just like walking alongside Mick. And it's definitely not that it's very much a like wink into the camera type of show. And you're, I feel like I'm guessing, is Mick the real deal? Or is he totally just playing a character? I don't really give a fuck, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, A, I don't give a fuck. B, I'm sure he's the real deal. You know? It, I'm sh- good. Maybe he has, like, you know, a secret hut out in the Ho Rainforest, but I'm sure he lives there. Yeah, I mean, so, like... I'll give you that. He's probably an eccentric guy. Like, he's probably, like, a little nuts. If you wanted to get a drink with this dude, you'd be like, you need your own reality show. You're so crazy. And then number two is, like, he probably built that stupid hobbit hole thing, and he probably lives out in the whole rainforest. Now, after the popularity of these shows, like, and his merchandise, all that other crap, like, I guarantee you he's doing that money. He's doing stuff with that money, and that's not in that hobbit hole. Likely, yeah. I was surprised he had some merch online. Uh, also, what I discovered in the corner. Um, so often when you Google, it's, I, don't, I can't find a better term for him, but celebrities in quotes. Um, you know, a top Google query is like celebrity name net worth. And so, of course, I see what the estimate was for Mick Dodge. Uh, $150,000. So I don't know how much he's cashing in if his uh, net worth is estimated to be 150k. I mean, um, can I read you guys a quick um, interview with Mick Dodge? Sure. Okay. Um, so just like raise your hand if you say think like I've said enough. Um, okay. So Mick Dodge says I kept getting the same line. We just want to follow you around. He said. Then they showed up with scripts. The scripts they were coming up with were not making any sense, and it wasn't me. Dodge said he turned to humor during filming of the second season to highlight the ridiculousness of the storylines he was directed to follow and with the reality TV genre. As far as reality TV is concerned, I think it should die, he joked. That's that's all I wanted that, to read. That sums up my, that sums up my thoughts about the show, and I'm glad he is upfront about this. Um, yeah, he says a little better. He yeah, says, I, my I intention to. was to show off this land, show off the mountain, that part was getting there, but the message was not getting through to the production staff. They had their agenda. It is all story t- storytelling. Fascinating. I, I feel like they took like the History Channel route of like, 
Yeah, they introduced like Pawn Stars to like show people antiques and stuff, and then they went a crazy route with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is completely scripted. Like yeah. Pawn Stars, I feel like the items are brought up might not be, but like them talking and like riffing is like not scripted. I'm. It's unclear whether this guy like his grandfather had a pocket watch. Like who came up? Yeah. Like was that him? Let's be clear. If you're hiding stuff in the forest, you're not getting banged. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. How could he have a grandchild if he's not banging? <laughs> yeah, you don't get the bang in hibernation, <laughs> that, Brian. <laughs> that's the conundrum. That's why I think it's fake as fuck. Like you're, you're just like not hiding that stuff. Yeah, I, they spoke about this a little bit on the show, um, but even on the internet, they don't go into a lot of detail. I didn't go as deep as Max on the interviews, but it seems like his family's been based around the Olympics for ge- a couple generations. Um, and so I don't think they've always lived in the woods, even part-time, but it's definitely their home turf. I, I'm definitely okay with that, but like they definitely make it seem that they're more living in the woods than you would think. Not Nick Dodge level, but because as we see in this place, like they had a quote-unquote home. Yeah. Well, yeah, we go to the Dodge homestead. Is one of the stashes, which like at one point when you're on look when they show this map, just like seven X's or something on it, we go to like three of them or four yeah. of them, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And then like the last one, which is the Dodge Homestead, which is like hundred miles away from the last X. Like it would have taken Mick like I don't know a couple days probably to walk from one X to the next X. Oh, like easy. it's not even it's not like a hop, skip, and jump away, but like down the street. It's like no, no. Like even exes are yeah. so far from each other. If that's like a hundred miles away, he's primarily barefoot. Sometimes he, they show him with like these leather, like, like, like wrappings on his feet. But let's say he can push like fifteen miles a day tops, right? Like that's a good on week <laughs> going a yeah. hundred miles. Like this guy's like obviously been driven around all these places, and if his intention is to show off these places, like. I get it. Like they showed off like at the, at the homestead, right? They had like this giant stump with giant trees coming out of it. It was pretty nuts. Like that was cool. But then what wasn't cool was the rope that was already there that allowed him to climb up and then (laughs) easily in the stump, find a bag of coins or crap. Silver dollars. Oh yeah. This wasn't at the Dodge homestead. This was at the, um, the, the Peterson, Peterson tree, the Peterson yeah. homestead. Sorry, yeah. If you're watching this, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. for you if you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Yeah, I, I, the quote helps a lot because, like, you get the guy's intention. He wants people to fall in love with this place, like, like he has. Um, it just all comes together. Why he would do these like kitschy little? Oh, let me climb this tree. Oh, look. There's a little knot in the tree. Let me put my hand in it. Like, you kind of get it. He's just trying to do his minimum part to get the show on the air. No, I I don't blame Mick at all. The producer yeah. of the show better have been fired. Yeah. I can't oh. believe there's a season three. I'm going to go figure this out on the producer side. <laughs> there's a season three? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you see if M. Night Shyamalan was involved in any way? <laughs> <laughs> I will check out. Back to this idea, though, that like they've they've lived on the land for 
for generations. Like it just, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Cause so he's like, Oh, there was this watch and he loved it. So now that I found this random map, he must've hidden the watch somewhere in the woods. Like why would he hide it in the woods? <laughs> and then the episode ends with, he doesn't find the watch. But he finds a harmonica and he's like, Oh, I have such great memories. We were hanging out with this harmonica. It's like, a, why were you hanging out with him if he was just living in the woods, hiding things in trees? But B, why would he hide his harmonica in a tree? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, this, none of this just, none of it feels the least bit believable. And he it just, hide it's, in the tree, it's though. not he even trying. It old homestead. It's true. It was at his old home that, like, look, some broken home they found. I don't know. Nothing is explained. But I it's mean, marked on an X on the map. Like, it's just, it's, the whole thing is just so what? Yeah. doesn't make any sense. In the last place, too, because that's where I want to high shit on a map is the last place. So then they just know to go there. Um, I just it's all fake. Like, this is, <laughs> we don't need to reiterate how fake everything is. Maybe we do, though. How much you want to bet that? So, like, after he comes out of hibernation, goes to his friend's house, Carl. How much you want to bet he just lives at Carl's house? Like all year round, or that's his real house. I'm trying to bet he's ever met Carl before that episode filmed. (laughs) That's also a possibility. (laughs) All right, so an update from the corner. As you'd imagine, there's a lot of producers on the show. Uh, And M. Night Shyamalan is one of them. Boom. (laughs) With a surprising twist, M. Night Shyamalan is not. Um, But it looks like the people that are most responsible for the show. Um, because they're attached to the most episodes. There's this guy named Brian Scope. Um, this is um, He's done on to do a bit more things. Um, uh, man, what he, the JFK declassified, tracking Oswald, and then he's produced some things for the Clash of Clans game. Wow, um, sounds like a real winner on our hands. He definitely hasn't gone up, and then there's another guy, Chuck O'Farrell, who seemed like the overall executive. Um, he did Hoarders, Sell This House, Mega Structures, and that's it. So TLDR, this, people in charge of this show um, did not get much opportunity to do more. Is this the apex of Chuck O'Farrell's career, do you think? <laughs> I mean, he did Hoarders, right? Hoarders so, is pretty good. Yeah. Hoarders is pretty big. That's got to be apex. It depends what his role on. was with Hoarders. If he was, you know, the the second assistant uh, producer on one he, episode. His not. role was he was the hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was a field producer on Hoarders in 2016. Sounds like he set up one of the houses to be hoarded. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't look like he, he took a dip, Like, but his career was a little bit on a decline. Like... It, it's a little hard to tell. Like he was starting as a director for like little things and became a producer. Till the Archer, Chuck O'Farrell is a nice guy. Maybe he's like saving lives right now, but he's definitely not producing reality TV. Okay. All right. Uh, no one really cares about this guy. Maybe we should reach out for an interview, ask him about why he fucking screwed the show up so bad. Slide into the DMs. Um, yeah. Uh, should we just get a questions? Like, is there anything yeah. else to talk about? Like, <laughs> honestly. I- I just wanted to call out the this. I definitely got a serious Gary Busey vibe from this guy. If you had told me this is yes. Gary Busey in disguise playing a character, I would have believed you. Like, it- <laughs> so one of my notes is that he probably hit all this shit high on mushrooms, and that's definitely something Gary Busey would do. 
I mean, it was clear, Brian. They showed up at a site. They drove to a site. They planted the shit. Then they started filming. Like, you don't even need to do it. Like, it's like. I'm going with he got high on mushrooms and hit all this shit. Like, that was, you don't even need to totally pre-do to. anything. You just show up at this. Showed up at the Peterson house. Quote, unquote, if it's a Peterson house or not. Who knows? Just showed up at a random house and be like, oh, there's a giant stump over there. That's cool. Let's uh put a stash there. Yeah, but that makes sense for like the other X's where it's like, oh, this shit's cool, X. And then you go to the next spot and you're just wandering the woods for like three days. Yeah, there's just not wandering anywhere. It's just dry. All right, let's get to questions. Oh, wait, I, I want to get one thing before the questions. Um, so in the middle of cornering, um, I do find that people like this show. Um, so on Google, when you search the show name, it says 94% like this show. Clearly, that's biased because it's people who are Googling that show name. Um, but also on IMDb out of, I think it was like 250 ratings at a 7.0, which is fairly high. Insanity. Yeah. You know, entirely possible this is a particularly shitty episode, but uh, I don't care what other people say because this show is hot garbage and I hate it. <laughs> Max, I feel it can't just be this episode. Your quote from Mick summed oh, yeah. up the show so perfectly i, I can't imagine here's my this. thing though so this sort of you know framework that they had in this episode of like a treasure hunt sure that makes sense that's an activity you can do in the forest what the fuck is the rest of the show about is it all treasure hunts is it like yeah this week i got my great aunt she hit some chicken tenders in the stump <laughs> and i gotta go find them like what the fuck is the rest of the show that's, that's a point. great question I'm sure Internet Corner could look it up. In the meantime, who do you think the worst human being on the show is? <laughs> the Are, the producers? Wow. Are the producers eligible or no? I think yes. so. I think that they win. The producers. The, the, producers, the producers are the winner. Who's the apex career? Like He's the worst. Uh, he's the one in charge. He gets all the blame. Um, let's see. What's our next question? What's the most baffling slash cringeworthy moment? The entire show. <laughs> How about uh, when he was sniffing the dirt? Oh, okay. Ooh, yes. Yeah, that was actually my favorite moment. Um, okay, so he goes into this tree and he finds some hoe rainforest dirt. So he takes it up to his face and he just gives a real good whiff. And he says, ah, that whole rainforest dirt, it's got those parasites who will kill your brain so you stop being a city person. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I feel like the most baffling moment for me was when they first, like when it was clearly I found out the show was like super like scripted, was when they first made it to the first geocache. And in that geocache was a wool <laughs> yeah. fucking shirt in the middle of the goddamn rainforest left. What? What? 20 minutes ago? Like a wool shirt's not going to last like more than a week. Like it's fucking garbage. I can walk down to the gap right now and get that one. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they pulled out the shirt. It, like you could just tell they like ran it through some wood chips and then, like <laughs> tucked it into the tree. <laughs> it looked fine. <laughs> like, but yeah. It looked fine because it was left in the middle of the rainforest. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the most baffling moment is like I expect us to like follow uh, 
Mick throughout the forest and he shows up at his friend's house that's like palatial. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mansion, like a lockout mansion in the middle of the forest. I'm like, what? <laughs> so you have an out? <laughs> you can go there and watch Netflix? Like, just want to say great use of the word palatial. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so that that was baffling to me. Oh, Brian, you got one? Can I maybe like switch over to like cringeworthy? Yeah, yeah. Where he... So in one of the caches, he found a mason jar full of his liquid. <laughs> and he decided to drink it and then pretend to play dead. And it was just so cringy how fake he was playing dead. And then all of a sudden he was like, oh, fine, ah. and it just didn't matter. And then also later he was like, yeah, that could have been piss. Yeah, totally. I'm just like pissing in a mason jar in the woods. <laughs> like, leave <laughs> people. Yeah, uh, 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 who the hell is out in the woods and says, I'm not going to piss on the floor. I'm going to piss in a mason jar and hide it. <laughs> <laughs> My well, grandfather. I- yeah. <laughs> That's a good call out on, on the jar scene being cringy. I like. I think that would be my winner if it, that was a point in the show that I still thought it might have been a random jar he found and he actually takes a sip from it. Since we know that it was planted at that point, it's it's, it's less uh, less disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else was in that stash made it pretty easy to tell because that was the same stash with the t shirt with the wool shirt. Yeah. Uh, your favorite minor minutia, which I have a great one. So when they were at the Dodge family homestead, he pulls up this rock that has some symbol on it. He claims is Will Dodge's like family crest, but it's just the Bluetooth symbol <laughs> carved into a rock. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that that's my that's my favorite Meyer minutia. That was pretty good. He's like talking like, yeah, this is our family crest. I'm just like is that the Bluetooth logo? What is that? <laughs> it's a portable like, speaker. But even if you look at it, there's like a W, right? And there's a B. So does he go by Bill then? Because there's not like, where's the D? He actually goes by Billiam. <laughs> My favorite type of Will. Uh, anyone else got any minor moves or Brian, you got one? I do, yeah. So near the beginning of this, um, Mick Dodge is conversing with the cameraman and he's like, you know what they say about a new season? And the camera is like, no, what? And Mick Dodge is like, I, I thought you knew. <laughs> that was really good. That's actually a good line. Yeah. That was a nice little. Uh, I feel like that's the real Mick Dodge right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, building on Brian's minutia, um, I, I, I had a similar one, but like it's uh, how Mick interacts with the cameraman. Like the cameraman is kind of like the cameraman in the office where like they sometimes refer to them like speaking to him like can you believe this is happening um and i I like that like banter between mick and the cameraman it it adds a little like if any saving grace to the show would be that banter uh rob you got one Uh, i i had a couple that uh we already mentioned i I don't know if uh, i've got uh, another one to add that's fine max you got one can we just end it? Can we just end this, please? <laughs> All right. Our next question is, uh, what's the drinking game for this show? So give me a drinking rule. Um, I'm going to go with every time he talks to the cameraman, take a sip. Every time he drinks piss, drink your own piss. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you got a rule? Great group game. I mean, it's got to be the fee, right? Like anytime feet are mentioned in any way, you got to take a sip. 
That's good. That's cool. Noah, you got one? I'm trying to think of one that involves trees, but I can't think of one that would actually be a good drinking game, so oh. I'm going to abstain. Ooh. Why not? I, I, like every time he climbs a tree. That's every, a, that's every a good time one. he's in a tree, you just drink while he's in the tree. That's well, a very good one. Yeah. Like just while he's climbing. Rob, you got one? Uh, those are good ones. I, I feel like it's the all I'm thinking of is every time something happens that is clearly super fake, you got to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, definitely a popular one, I think. Um, yeah, so I don't know if this one's a tough one. I don't know if, how much I like this question, but who do you think inspired the show? Like, what is this like a carbon copy? Who's the mom and dad of the show? I so, like this question. So, like, you got the what was the Survivor guy show? What was his name? Survivor so, Man. I assume that was before this show, right? With Bear Grylls. I think that we just don't know. I don't know enough. I'm going to say I'm with Busey was a, was a precursor of this show. I think so, yeah. too. Because that's like a really early show. Like, that was what, 2000 something? Early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to look up when Survivor Man came out. Oh, I think that there are a lot that just like kind of turn into just fun fanfare like i would also throw like pawn stars as just some distant like cousin like second or third cousin yeah i mean the product like it seems produced like that but like the show itself is set up like survivor man which yeah. was 2007 so this was seven years after survivor man yeah so yeah me i think we're probably giving it too much credit that it's looking so far back in reality show history but uh yeah, I don't know what else is going on in that geo at the time. No, I mean, like, they're definitely looking back because, like, I think that they changed it a bit, I would best in season one because what we saw in the trailer was different. I honestly think that, like, they saw what happened in season one they, and they quickly flipped it. That's I my bet. No, I have no idea. I'm yeah. not going to go back and watch it, but... I don't care either. And also, just looking at, like, a lot of related shows in their airing date, I think 2014 um, was... Um, like the heyday for nature-based reality show, like Survivor gimmicks, um, like Naked and Afraid since 2013, right? There's a lot of these like roughing in the woods that just came out around this time. Um, our second to last question is, what do you think the production schedule is for this show? Like this episode was filmed clearly in a day. No, you said no. they no, they travel 100 miles. They're, oh, yeah. <laughs> filmed over two weeks. No, you're right. <laughs> I would say three days. Ah, well, no way, dude. This is like they're banging these all out. Like, yeah. I guarantee you that, like, they didn't film just this episode. They, like, that, went to Saul's house, whatever the fuck his name was, the mansion. And, like, they filmed a bunch of shit there. Like, oh, we need this scene for this setup. You know, we're going to go to this stump and we'll do a couple but, things there. Like, but that's why I think garbage. That's why I think it's three days. Well, I think they filmed the whole season in like two weeks. Mm. Yeah, I get. Yeah, the whole season two weeks definitely. Like I don't. They're not spending any more time with this dude. Production crew can't be out in the the rainforest doing nothing for more than two weeks. So, so Brian, do you think they're filming like they're filming multiple episodes at once and like it's filmed out of order? Yeah, I think that like well, I think that they'll like be traveling around and because it's like so far between that they'll film like a bunch of stuff like chris said and they'll piece it together and it's totally fine it's just maybe like each episode takes two to three days you know what i'm gonna 
I might extend it to three weeks. There's 22 episodes in a season. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Oh, wow. Like, I'd give it another week, yeah. Yeah. And they actually like they actually go somewhere. Two. What's that, Rob? Are there actually 22 episodes? Are you sure? Uh, on Google right now, season two episode says 22. Yeah. What does Wikipedia say? Um, I don't know. Uh, while we look that up, I think we should get to our ratings. So it's your first time. Our ratings are stack rankings. So you rank each show against all other reality shows that you've seen and we've done on the podcast. So we have your top third, your middle third, and your bottom third. You try to stack rank them. Uh, look it up if you need a better explanation. I'm sure there's a great YouTube video for that. Anyway, uh, since Max is dying to stop talking about this show, Max, what's your rating? Bottom third, bottom of the bottom. It sucks. Fuck this show. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Uh, I'll go next. It's clearly bottom third. You might see this in the bottom five uh, at the end of the season. Chris, I, I know you don't be believe in. I know you don't believe in the the nine ranking. You only believe in the three ranking. But if you had to give this a nine ranking, what would it be? Oh yeah. I mean, I have to go with you, Max. I think this is bottom of the bottom, but. Thanks, Chris. This Thanks was, for the solidarity. This is kind of more entertaining than some other shows. Like it kept my attention more than other shows, and it was short. But it's garbage. So, Rob, what do you got? I, I think this show is summed up well with the fact that I went to the National Geographic website to get the show description, and it says all National Geographic shows are available on Disney Plus. And this show is not available on Disney Plus. <laughs> Bottom <Sorry>. third show. <laughs> Disney Plus has disowned this show. Wow. I am sure. Like all old, like most old reality shows are gone. Like you can't, we can't watch them. We just did. Well, spoiler alert for next week, we want to do real world Seattle. But like the old real world Seattle season is gone. It's a race from the internet. There's no DVDs. So, like, not the only show that has... I'm sure I have. I'm sure I can find it. It's fine. We'll do the new season. Uh, Brian, what do you got? I'm going to vote for top of the bottom. And the reason is it's super cookie cutter, but they try to make it entertaining. I'm never going to watch any more of this, but it's, it's on par with, like, a lot of other reality shows, though. All right. Noah, what do you got? Bottom, middle of the bottom. The reason why it's not bottom of the bottom, there's some some shows we watch at Chris's point that's like just unbearable to get through. This was bearable to get through. Uh, and so that's why it's uh, not bottom of the bottom. Rounding out my updates from the corner. So there is a season three, and um, that has 12 episodes that went straight to DVD. Google was combining season two and three, kind of, um, to get to their 22 episodes. It's confusing because season two has eight episodes. Season three is 12. 12 plus eight is 20, not 22. Well, Still don't get one, where the two episodes come from. But What about season one? That's even, yeah, the math gets even worse because it only... <laughs> Google said there was... Um, I believe it was, they said there was 11 episodes... Wikipedia says there's 12. Um, it Google and Wikipedia don't add up. 
let's trust Wikipedia on this. Uh, season one and twelve, um, twelve episodes. Season two had eight. Season three stretched the DVD at twelve. Oh man, Nat Geo disowned the show even before season three, like went air. Yeah. Uh, two really fun facts about the legend. Prediction: that- They're not actually really fun. I am going to stick with Rob on this. All right, take it uh, away, Noah. Uh, I, I, I will take my bet on this. Uh, the Legend of Mick Dodge Wikipedia page was edited in the past seven days, which I find shocking. That, that is that a fun someone fact. Else is up on here. Also, <laughs> one of the three related articles for this show is Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Ow. You know what? I have to take it back, Noah. Those are some fun facts. Good job, Noah. The internet Great. corner came through. Good stuff. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, that's that's it for uh, Mick Dodge and his quote-unquote legendary status. Um, so uh, I've been watching. I started watching uh, Lovecraft Country, premiered on Sunday on HBO. I liked the first episode. It's kind of it was good. I liked the the horror was good. The like tone and feel of like being black in the fifties. I think very visceral. Very sets you up for like real danger. Like they did. I'm assuming. I don't know how accurate it really is, but I'd highly recommend giving it a shot. I don't know how the season's gonna play out, but I'm definitely looking forward to some weekly content. It's been a while. So. What channel is on again? HBO or HBO Max or HBO Now or HBO Go. Oh, wait. HBO Go's uh, ah. Correct. HBO Go <laughs> is dying or dead. Well, yeah. one of those HBO things. Mm. Uh, anyone else got anything they've been watching? Uh, I got a lot of nothing here. So. I- I've been watching a lot of mute on the side uh, NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs. That's what, that's what I've been watching. Oh. How's uh, who are your predictions? Uh, it's hard to make predictions this year because everything is so different with them not not having normal home ice, home ice or home court advantage and stuff like that. But uh, it's usually a safe bet to bet for uh, people you want to lose to uh, to win. So maybe I'll predict uh, Montreal is going to win. <laughs> uh, there's a show that I watched like two episodes of back in the day that I enjoyed. And then I just forgot to watch the rest of it until I was reminded to this week. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called, I think you should leave. Um, it's written by this guy who used to write for SNL and all of his skits would be thrown out for being too weird. Uh, it's great. I think Brian is with me on this one. Yep. It's very, you gotta be in the right mindset, but you're, it's good to go. Yeah, I was just gonna say, how much, uh, how many zoots do you need for this? Zero, at least one. <laughs> Max says zero. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I I've seen the show as well. It is quite funny, and I agree. It, yeah, got to be in the right mindset. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. You next week we're doing Real World Seattle, Woo-hoo. the latest season, the last season of Real World. That broke real world, apparently. So I, I can't yeah. believe we haven't done real world yet. Yeah, so we're getting there. And uh, I think we're going to do episode four or five. Nice. My, my, since I did a little homework on this one. So, oh, and uh, Michigan crew might be back by then. Yeah, hopefully they'll be here. Cool. And you can reach us, reach us uh, 
at whobethesawn at gmail.com, facebook.com slash whobethesawn, and Twitter at whobethesawn. And we'll see you guys next time. Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 5, Episode 13. Er, yeah, 13. Where we watch Mick Jagger. What <laughs> the fuck's the name of the show? The Legend of Mick Dodge. Oh, boy. Uh, this is going as an outro. <laughs> the Legend of...